Good evening everyone. Uh, I just want to say thank you to Richard for leading us in prayer and reading this uh, passage in James chapter 1. Um, actually this is a continuation of his message from this morning and as we record this message we just heard that we're going to be locked down for another three weeks. Um, so I just want to encourage you to trust in the Lord who is always with us. Um, at the beginning of his letter, James writes to the 12 tribes who are scattered. I mean, the church who've been um, spread all, all around Middle East uh, because of persecution. And he tries to encourage them and uh, uh, tries to bring them to a point where they realize that Christian faith is not a theoretical matter. It's a practical matter. And when Jesus uh, taught his disciples, he was quite practical in what he, he was teaching. So the letter of James is uh, more likely a compilation of uh, some of his sermons. James is one of the leaders of the church in Jerusalem. Uh, as, as Richard was uh, telling us this morning, he is the brother of Jesus, the son of Mary and Joseph. Um, and he got to a point where we, he not only knew Jesus as his, I don't know, earthly brother, he knew him as his saviour and as his lord. And I think getting to that point was a miracle, a miracle of, of God's grace. We realise that in, in the gospel we are told that at some point the brothers and sisters of Jesus send someone to get him out, say that he's mad, he's lost his mind. However, if this attitude was at that point, an attitude of their life, they got, uh, at least James, got to know Jesus in a personal way. And... And, and it's wonderful to be able to read together in this uh, letter from him. Now, this letter is more relevant to us than, than ever because it's addressed to a church that is spread all over the place. They sometimes can't meet together and they are under a lot of pressure, persecution. And isn't it that point where we are at the moment as a church? We can't meet together because of this virus that is... It's everywhere and has tremendous effect on people's lives, some loved ones lost, businesses closed, people lose um, their income and their worries about what uh, they will have on the table tomorrow. So I think at this time it's good to look at this passage as, as a message from God to encourage us to trust in Him and His unfailing love and see that uh, Christian discipleship is practical. It's, it's a practical matter. Um, so, we start with verse 19. Uh, um, actually, in this passage from verse 19 to verse 27, James takes a step forward from verses 1 to 5. There, in verses 1 to 5, he looks and he uh, talks about wisdom. And if someone is lacking wisdom, they should ask it in prayer. And, and God, who is generous, will give it uh, to whoever needs it without fault. Now in verse 19 to verse 27 James takes this to a step further and he says that it's not just asking God for wisdom. Wisdom is a sign of Christian maturity and Christian maturity is it's something that someone who has it is quick to listen, is slow to speak and they're slow to anger. This makes me remember a verse from Second uh, Timothy, verse uh, chapter one, verse seven, where Paul writes to Timothy and he says that 
He talks about the spirit that it was given to us. And he says that the spirit that God has given us is not the spirit of fear or a spirit of, but it's a spirit of power and of self-discipline. So if we are Christian and we are mature in Christ, we should display that self-discipline. When we listen, we leave the word of God to sanction us, to transform us, to change us. The Word of God has power. The Word of God is not just words written on a, on a, on a book. Um, the Word of God has power when it comes out of God's mouth. That has power, transforming power. So I think as Christians who want to gain that maturity in their discipleship uh, journey, we want God, uh, God's Word to transform us, to change us, to make us more uh, Jesus. And then what the Word of God produces in us, then, that means time. Um, and he's right when he says we have to be split, uh, slow to speak. We need to leave the Word of God to transform us. So in order that what we bring out, um, it's, it's a Word that encourages, that builds up, that supports. There's so much... So many words around us that are just said, and people don't think sometimes the results of, of those words. Words have power, and we forget many times uh, um, that words can deepen the wounds, and with the same words we can heal, we can build up, we can support, we can lift someone. So my prayer tonight is that we will be able to be in that place where we are Quick listening, what God has to say, we let that in to transform us, to change us, and then we speak in a way that brings um, healing, that brings encouragement, and brings glory to God ultimately. And also, when we speak in this way, then the anger will be controlled. One of the things that Paul writes to Timothy is that the spirit that God has given us is a self-discipline. So I think. When we are in that place where the Spirit of Christ is in us, we can self-discipline. We keep the beast under control. We are under the authority of Christ. An uncontrollable human nature shows that the self, the ego, is not crucified. And we just celebrated Easter with um, the great... Uh, Good Friday, where Christ was crucified, we remembered all the sacrifice that he has, has done for us. We remember that we will need to be crucified with him and then raised with him in his resurrection. So, if we are in that place, we need to make sure that our ego, our human uh, self, is crucified. So God gets the glory and we really live a new life. That will bring God's righteousness. Um, and everyone will see, uh, Christianity is not a theoretical matter. Christianity is quite practical. Christianity is seen by those around us. From verses 22 onwards, James uh, teaches his listeners that theology needs to be expressed in practice. God's believers, God's people... Um, are those who are seen in their actions. 
I remember as a student in university, um, one of the modules, the teaching module that I've done, one of our professors was saying something like this. He said, every day in our lives we have interactions with people and those interactions influence the way we are afterwards. As he was speaking, I was thinking how right he was when we meet with God, when we meet with the risen Jesus, we cannot go out or we cannot go forward without having our lives totally changed. It's, it's like a ball on a snooker table. When the white ball hits the other balls, they all change direction and their, their direction is not going to be um, replicated again ever. And we are the same. When we meet Jesus, our lives changes. It's not just a theoretical change. It's not just something at a level of our theology, our concept of God, concept of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. It's, it's a change of the way we live every single day. Knowing, being transformed by the Bible and the Spirit, that demonstrates that God's living in us. In verse 23, James introduces this image of a person who looks in the mirror um, and and the choice is there. You look in the mirror very careful, you see what you can see and then you go away and, and want to be transformed and, and want to see God in you. Or you look in the mirror, in the same mirror, um, and you lose sight, you look for a moment and then you walk away and you think, oh, everything is fine. I'm a Christian, I attend the church, I read my Bible, I say my prayers and I'm okay. But, but James says, well, it's not really like that. A mature Christian will stop, reflect on what he sees in the scripture, in what God speaks to them, and then walk from there, not forgetting how they were, but looking at God to make them as Jesus. God's people are recognizing irrecognizable through their lifestyle. A loose tongue radiates and shows that people are feeble and uh, arguments or all kind are signs that people are not transformed. But when you have a person who has a settled speech and they, you can see that they are transformed by the Holy Spirit, God. It's not about religious practice, it's not about the way we take a service, it's not about how many times a week we read the Bible, how many times we pray, it's not about um, if we're praying, bowing down on our needs, it's about the transformation that Jesus is making in, in us. Jesus, James sees God who wants to transform, transform people. The religion, yes, Religious, he talks in verse, um, in verse uh, uh, 26, if, some, if anyone considers himself religious, yet he does not keep a tight rein on, on his tongue, he deceives himself and his religion is worthless. So we have to be careful and we look at how God transform, transforms us and let us be transformed. The right religion that God is, God is looking for is the one that looks out for the orphan, looks out for the widow, looks out for the needy, who is generously giving. So someone who is mature in Christ 
will know that their value is not in their bank account, not in their money, not in the car they're driving, but their value, their worth is in Jesus Christ. Also, a mature Christian will let themselves transform and be in that point where they can humbly reject the world's way of doing things and adopt what Jesus is teaching us. You see, at the beginning, Christians were were seen as people who are turning the world upside down. I like to see that happening again. I like to see a Christian church that turns the values of this world upside down and proclaims Jesus through their life. Be the five, the fifth gospel that is alive and seen by everyone. At the end of my message, I just want to um, say that my prayer for you who are listening tonight and who are you are a part of uh, Lansing Tabernacle, our church. I pray that the cross and the resurrection of Jesus will have the real, powerful, transforming impact in our lives as individual individuals and as a church. And that we will be out of the... Uh, will be in a time where we will be mature, dedicated in serving others, in humble... Um, attitude in reaching out to the lost and reaching out to the needy, ready to give and to do what God has asked us to do. So our faith, yes, it's a faith in Jesus Christ, is not a theoretical faith, it's a faith in action and we are called to be disciples that follow Jesus. So may God bless you on this journey, journey and may, may God keep you close to him until he comes again. Amen. Thank you.